Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give insight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on protecting your mental health and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, Jules, man, I'm good. I'm uh, down here in Vegas speaking of protecting your mental health, man. I'm. Uh, it's going to be a challenge because damn casinos, boy. They call them my name. Oh, man, Jules, they call them my name. Press, you know what? I like. I want to say I want to thank you because a lot of my first time experience or or experience in general, a lot be with you, man. And the sure. last time I went to casinos when we was at Aruba, uh, <laughs> at, at the casino out there, you was teaching me how to how to uh play. What was it? Was it blackjack? Yeah, or- dude, you was winning. You was you was winning your ass off too, <laughs> man. Cause I'm a little, I'm I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie, press. I'm a little, little funny when it comes out of the money and placing bets. Cause you can get wrapped up so easy. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I, I gave myself a limit. Audience, he was being so conservative. I'm like, Jules, this table's hot, man. Put some <laughs> more money up on that damn table. But he did but, it, though. He did. Oh yeah, hey man, it was fun though. And then other people came in, and you know, people was talking and just having fun, man. Man, I had a great time. Great time, thanks to you. Listen, artist, he walked away with a bunch of money. I'm sitting up here like, damn, Jules, he didn't even want to play. And all of a sudden, he walked away with a couple hundred bucks. I was like, my man. <laughs> that, was, oh, yeah. that was a fun night. That was a fun night. Yes, sir. I think that tricked it off for like in five minutes, but it's all- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, that's house money. You could do that shit, bro. That's house money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but man, hey, that's what's up, man. I'm glad you're out there, man, relaxing and and you know, to, you know, get some time, take some time to yourself. Cause dude, man, you bro, I know one thing about you, you're always busy, man. Always. Yeah, man, because I'm covering a tournament this weekend, but I decided to come down here early just to kind of take it easy. You know, that's all that travel to hustle and bustle. You in one location one day, the next day you out. So I said, you know what? For this Vegas trip. I'm going to take a couple days beforehand and just kind of clear my head and relax a little bit. So I got a little sweet down here. So I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's nice, too. Man, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like you when I get older, man. When I get older. Well, well listen, man, I'm going to have you and, and the wife out, man, because, you know, I, I, for some reason, didn't get my invite to the lake house, but I'm going to extend an invite to you guys next time you're in Vegas. You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll plan something. Okay. <laughs> Man, Prez, you know we got you, man. I've been waiting over here, patiently waiting on this. I'm like, man, I say, 
I said, I know Jules got a lot of friends, so I'm like, I've been waiting. I said, like, okay, I'm not tier one. I'm like, I gotta go oh, maybe when the tier two people tier come one. up. <laughs> oh man. No, you uh, you family. Actually, we didn't have any really anybody come down, man. Still still doing some things to it and just just laying low, really. So so yeah, man, definitely, man. 2023, man. Gotta gotta come out there. Yeah, maybe in the spring or the summer, man, we could come out and we could throw something on the grill or something. Man, I know how it is. You brought, you guys probably try to get it right. And also, I feel like you guys just be going out there just to lay low. Mm-hmm. Us and the deers and wild turkeys oh, and, uh, and other other type of animals out there. Hey, man, you, know, yeah. you, know, you know I'm mixed with the deer now, Jules. You know I'm mixed with the uh-huh. deer. I'm, I'm going to get up out of there early. But no, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. I want to see it. I want to hang out out there, look peaceful and shit. You know what I'm saying? We could probably even go shoot somewhere out there in the woods. So, yeah, man, it'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you been up to? What you been up to? Man, back at work. Ooh. Back at work. That ain't, hey, that's, <laughs> speak for itself. I'm back at work. I was on vacation, but now I'm back. Oh. But you know what? I was still... I was laying low, man. You know, it take you a couple of weeks to kind of get back in the swing of things. So, so my first week back, I just like I was there, but I wasn't. <laughs> my mind was my mind was someplace else. Hey, Liz, that's kind of dangerous as your line of work, bro. So get back focused, bro. Get back focused. Oh, yes, get sir. On the swivel, Jules. Yes, sir. You're absolutely, You're absolutely right. Yes, I can understand from your standpoint, man. When you get off to that lake house, man, you probably be sitting out there eating your little chips ahoy, ain't bothering nobody, chilling, feet kicked up. I mean, the only words you got is if she see you eating too many of them damn cookies. But other than that, man, life's pretty oh, good man. for you when you're out there. You know, she, you know what? My wife came with me the other day, yesterday, matter of fact, and was like, yeah, we need to talk about you and you, you know, eating cookies and sweets and stuff. And I'm like, what? I, said, I, said, I was like, I said, but I enjoy it. It's good. Ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you like, what we talking about? <laughs> he like, listen, the bill's paid? Okay, we good. Right. That's what we talk about. <laughs> you know, then she like to throw in, you know, you, you know, you're not a, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. Oh shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, 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 we may be bringing a fair foul back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. We might no. be bringing a fair foul back on Jewel's wife, y'all. Uh-oh. Ooh. I I, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta handle some things. I don't wanna be like uh uh uh, uh Brady and um and uh, Giselle, so Bruh. I gotta, I gotta have that, I gotta have that talk now. You better. What, what did I say last week to Brady? I'm like, man, come on, man, don't let her back out on the street. Cause what happened, Jules? Now oh. she's going on vacation with a jujitsu instructor. I'm like, come on, Brady, bro. The eight can't even drown that divorce and shorty out there with his kids too. Hey, hey, hey Press, I want to ask you about that, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie. If I was Tom. I am highly, I am highly offended and pissed off. Highly. Now, just by, I don't know this woman, but Giselle, she don't strike me as a thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, but no, that was like a thoughtish type move. Yes. I was about to say that. It was a thought move. I said, I was, you in Costa Rica with your, with your kids? And this dude, and Costa Rica was the spot that her and Tom used to go on a vacation oh, to. She Come sent on a, now, she, you know. See, she's sending a message. You know that. That's a subliminal. That's a subliminal shot. Hey, hey, Tom. 
Tom, you got to go in. Hey, not hey, the gloves off. You got to go in and say, hey, man, what's going on? That that was a thought move, though. Yeah, I ain't like that one, bro. And and nah. I'll tell you one thing, too. You know what's, what's kind of funny about the Jules? That Tom's camp, I think some of them kind of feel like the, the, the divorce situation was a little abrupt. They, they kind of thought that that came out of nowhere. So I'm wondering now if this jujitsu instructor, my man, you know, probably been sinking his little, little, little teeth into Giselle this whole time. And this is why I always feel a little uncomfortable with them personal trainers. Now, yeah, yes. fellas, yes. this is for y'all. And your lady got you her little personal trainer. You keep an eye on that situation. Because them personal trainers, they'd be a little too extra if you know what I mean. And if your damn lady start coming home talking about some Darnell said this, you have mm-hmm. already lost, sir. You have already lost. Pay attention. First of all, I'll be like, who the hell is Darnell? And what the fuck? Like, what I care what he say? I don't care what that can tell well, me about yeah, Darnell. Yeah. Don't tell him. Fuck Darnell. He don't know right. shit. <laughs> tell him to get a real name. <laughs> Broke ass. <laughs> but you but you know what, Fresh? You 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 hit on the head because it's like, wait a minute. This this divorce ain't the ink not even dry. And you out there in Costa Rica with another dude, you got girlfriends. So you ain't gotta, you know, you ain't gotta kick it with you know karate man. So I, I'm feeling it could be subliminal message, or or this or Giselle been messing with this cat for a minute. Now, I don't that's know, what I'm, and that's but, what I'm kind of leaning to. I don't want to. I don't want to put up. I don't want to put it out there, Jules. But I feel like something might have been going on because, uh, right? I saw a, a, a magazine shoot from like a year ago that she did with this man while she was still with Tom, and I was kind of like, "Y'all look awfully cozy in that little little magazine shoot. What y'all doing over there?" And listen, let, and let's be honest. You, you only need one year of jujitsu. You only need one year. It's not like what do you what do you do when you get into tournaments. All you want to do is learn a couple moves and stuff just in case somebody grab you or whatever the case may be. It's only you, a good year, good year or two, you can become a black belt, and that's about it. So, you mean, come on, man. And I seen a picture of this dude, Prez, man. man come on, Tom. Yeah, I'm not pulling for you. I was kind of pulling for Tom, too, and I wasn't really a Tom Brady guy, man. You know, I respected what he did on the, on the football field, but I wasn't really a Brady guy. But this whole situation right, with right. him and his ex-wife now – he got me over here pulling for him, and I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it, Jules. But I don't, I don't like this, though. This jujitsu guy, man, I'm telling you, him, Darnell, the rest of y'all, you home wreckers, mm-hmm. go to hell. Right. Now, I, I, I would tell Tom this: whatever you do, don't grab this dude. If you if, oh, if you're in a competition, don't grab this dude now. Nah. Yeah. Hey, you know. Yeah. No, nah, you may you may have some people with you. And you're kind of tall, so maybe you can just, just stick a move, man. But other than that, don't let him grab you. Listen, you know what happened, man. That dude got a hold of Giselle, and Giselle got some shit that Tom could never give her. Yeah, he lost forever. Lost forever. That sucks, man. That's why I said don't let him get back out to the streets, man. You let him get back out to the streets, bro. You let him get on that free agency market, it's over. It's over. <sighs> Anyhow. That leads us into our listener letter, Jules, our first listener letter. And audience, man, we love y'all. Thank you so much for the letters that have come in. Jules, we got 38 letters, emails that came in from our listeners, man. Good Lord. I don't know how we're going to get through them all. I will say this. We may have to cap you guys at 50 because we know y'all are just going to keep sending that shit. So we we can't get through them all. We may have to start doing two an episode. We'll see how that goes with time purposes, Jules. But this one for me. 
But this first one, it's a doozy, audience. So I want y'all to take the time to listen to the words as I read this letter. And I'm going to let my brother Jules go ahead and expound on it first, because in, in Jules' fashion, because y'all know Jules got away with the words, y'all. But here's the letter. It comes from Jamie. And he said, fellas, there are a lot of issues, but I will try my best to keep this letter short. He said, I've been married for 18 years with three children. And he said, I have experienced throughout the years my wife belittling me and emasculating me in front of friends and family. He said, this is on top of the fact that she is also very flirtatious with other men in my presence. He said, there also have been other instances where it has gotten back to him that she was engaging in inappropriate conversations with men while out with her girlfriends. He said, we work in the same industry and some people within our industry have also noticed how she is overly friendly and goes out of her way to engage conversation with other men. When I've expressed my feelings on these issues, she gets defensive and reminds me that I have her heart 100% and that sometimes she just wants the attention and it's not that big of a deal. As her husband of 18 years, this behavior is hurtful and humiliating to me. Lately, she has been getting super religious and has been saying that God is going to use her to mentor other women once we get through this rough patch in our marriage. She doesn't want me to leave her, but I don't know what else to do. I don't want to hurt anymore, and I never get to get over the last issue because she keeps disrespecting me in a new way. I told her we need counseling, and she said she wants to, but her work schedule won't allow it. Prayers to Jules. I would like to save my marriage. Damn. I, I know Jalen wants to save the marriage, but the actions what I'm hearing, you know, what I'm seeing also in his letter, she don't want, to, to me, she don't want to save the marriage. She, she don't want the marriage. You know, that's to me, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting out of this. See, when, when somebody love you, they love you unconditionally. And when he come to her that he has a problem with the things she's doing, she's supposed to listen and say, oh, man, my husband is talking and I've done some things to hurt him. Let me get this. Let me let me take care of him. Let me get this right. Let's work together. Let's compromise. They're married 18 years, but he belittles, she belittles him. She had friendly, uh, un, inappropriate conversations with other guys. But she want to she wanna mentor other women? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, Listen, I'm sorry, Jalen. I didn't mean to laugh, but that, that was funny. Dude, wait a minute. Who are you going to mentor? Right. Your stuff, your, your house is out of order. First, get your house in order. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she's not she's not the right person to, to mentor anybody because she's clearly showed that she disrespect and don't love her husband. She, the man find, find a wife. But when the man find a wife, find a good thing. My brother right here, he wants the marriage, but he said he's hurt. This this is not a good thing right here. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not a good thing. And if she's unwilling to go to counsel because of work schedule, it, when you love somebody, you love somebody unconditionally. So if your partner comes to you talking about, hey, listen, I want this marriage. I want the work. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But we have problems. We have issues. And we do, all of us, because marriage is work. It's always work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if, if, if he's coming to her saying, well, we need help or it's not going to last, it's not going to work. And she said, well, I want to, but my job, if it's an excuse, brother, she, she, she don't want the marriage. She don't want the, she don't want the work. She's good. She's good the way she got it now. 
She know you ain't going nowhere, mm. but she gonna do what she gonna do. So it's all up to my brother to see what he want, what Jalen want to do. Either one, hey, if she gonna get right, if not, he gonna have to, he gonna have to show up better, better he can tell her. You know, separate is good. You know, saying nothing wrong with separation, separation from a little bit. You know, go to the, go to a counselor. Jalen get his own counselor. He can talk to somebody himself, and then bring her in and force her to go out. Uh, man, it's it's hell. It's hell, but for better or for worse, right? If you if you know you've done all you can to try to save this marriage, but she's unwilling to cooperate and willing to work, brother, you can do bad by yourself. I, hey, you must cut your, cut your losses and, you know what I'm saying, move on. Hey, Jules, you went in on that one. And listen, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. First off, Jalen, I, I, when I was reading through this letter, Jules, it was just tough just reading it because I could feel his pain through his words. And I want to commend him because he's reaching out to someone. Mm -hmm. And he probably don't want to reach out to probably his friends or family, which I wish that he had some friends around him that he could reach out to for advice. But maybe it's a situation where he's embarrassed. And I want you to hear me, Jen, when I say you don't have anything to be embarrassed about, man. From the sounds of it, I don't know who you are. I don't know your wife. But you sound like a good brother, man, that wants to keep his family. And one of the things that I always say on this show is it's important to get it's important to keep the black man in the household. And brother, you're trying to stay in that household. Mm -hmm. To me, it seems like this situation may not be the best situation for you. Now, today's episode, we're talking about protecting your mental health. And what I'm reading, when I'm reading this letter, brother. I can feel your pain. I can feel that you're going through it. You don't deserve that type of pain in your life, man. Love is supposed to be good. It's not supposed to hurt you. It's not supposed to put you down. And what I'm reading here, this is a woman here that's taking you for granted. Mm -hmm. This is a woman here that thinks you're a joke. Mm -hmm. And you are not a joke. You matter. A real woman, when her man says, this behavior is something that I can't really get with. It's hurting me. It's hurtful to our marriage. It's hurtful to our situation. And she doesn't change it. She says it's not that big of a deal. She's selfish. And I imagine that this isn't the only thing that she's selfish about in her life. And honestly, the only thing that's going to change is if you leave her, then she's going to remember what she had at home. Because all of this stuff that she's seeking outside of you that's temporary. That's because there's something inside of your wife that she needs to get right. She's empty. And that ain't got nothing to do with you. Because sometimes some people, bro, there's something going on with them that is bigger than just your marriage. And I don't want you to look at it and say, well, I've been with her for 18 years and she's unhappy. It's something that I'm not doing. No, it's something that she's not doing because she needs to do the work on herself. When she does the work on herself, then she could be a better wife, a better mother. But until then, brother, this is an uphill battle. And I feel like even if you guys do go to therapy, you're going to be right back to this square one bullshit, man, when she hits another one of her things where she feels inadequate in some kind of way. Because people do that kind of stuff, Jules and Jalen, when they feel inadequate inside. Her seeking out these attention from these other men, it ain't because she want to be with them other men. It's something inside her that needs to be validated. 
It's something inside her where her self-esteem is low. She needs to get to the roots of that. She needs to get that fixed because that's going to cause her to lose her husband. So, Jayla, my thing to you is don't take this so hard on yourself. I would encourage you to have your wife go to individual therapy first to address mm -hmm. whatever trauma that's going on with her. And then maybe you guys can revisit the conversation about your marriage. Because I'm with you, man. If you love this woman and you want to keep this marriage, then fight for it. But unfortunately, it doesn't sound like she's willing to put in the work. And she definitely doesn't seem like she's willing to fight for you. No, Chris, that's, that's good there, man. We was on both on. We, we, we both agree on that one. I definitely second that with individual counseling because it's something in counseling that they can put some help, help Jalen with something that he can bring to his wife to kind of help. And then if she's too busy, whenever she, if she wants, if she wants this thing to work, she can go seek when she has some, um, some, some free time. And hopefully, hopefully that can help. But I'm with you, brother. If she's not willing to, if she's not willing to, to, to work on this marriage, then, hey, you, you can't be, you can't fight, you can't fight this all by yourself because it's, it's just not going to work, man. No, man. And all it's going to do is just cause more and more hurt. For yep. you. But I tell you one thing, Jalen, Jules and I, man, we're here for you, man. I hope that things turn around for you, man. And we would love to hear back from you and see how things are going on in the future with you. Yes, sir. I mean, Jules, when I'm like reading through his situation and I'm seeing the situation that's going on with Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan right now, and I'm sitting here thinking, how disrespectful can one person be to somebody? Like, Scotty must have been the worst husband on earth for this woman to be doing the things that she's doing. And I'm audience, I want y'all to listen to what I'm saying here. A woman has the right to date as many people as she wants to, just like a guy can. But it's the who. Yeah, yeah. Now you out here dating your ex-teammate's son all over him, hanging out with him in Miami? I mean, damn, Scotty probably was a terrible husband, but damn. Like Jay-Z said, you'll get a man back like that. And so in, in combination of that letter from Jalen, and then I started thinking about the Larson situation, I'm like, boy, the disrespect is real out here in these streets. Who what's who who sang that song? Uh, blank ain't loyal. I Oh yeah, that was Chris Brown. When I look when I see the you know. Larsa Pippen and Michael and um, uh, Marcus Jordan. I said, God damn, how many dudes she didn't hooked up with? Like, come on, man. You're a grown ass woman. Like, prayers, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. You can date whoever, but it's like, come on. Marcus Jordan. Limits, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, come on. You got to know, you got to, you got to say within yourself, okay, what, a, what are the optics are saying? I mean, I mean, you're a 40 year old woman. You have, you know, you know, kids, and you know, people know you as Scotty Pippen ex ex wife. I mean, have some. My thing is have some dignity, have some respect for yourself. You know, and, and your children, and, and, your, and your children, right? I mean, what is this? This clickbaiting? Is this likes? Or is this so, so you can stay relevant? Come on, come on! You're 40 Ooh, years that's old. That's a good point. Is that for clout? That's the right. point, Jules. I didn't think about that. I mean, you're 48 years old. Act like it. Act like it. That, that's my thing. Is I, I don't know this woman, but what I'm seeing is like, grow up. 
you know. I'll tell you what they know. I don't know. I'll tell you what they know, Jules. It don't build well for old Scotty when he was running his mouth about Jordan. I'm sitting up here like, uh, <laughs> seem like Mike is still uh, winning over here. Hey, man. <laughs> and I'm sitting up here like, damn. You know, Scotty was saying all this stuff about Mike to it. <laughs> Marcus was sitting back there like, all right, man, you don't talk about my pops. I right, got you. Yep. I got you, Scotty. Game you know, Larson, what, what you doing, man? <laughs> Damn. What you doing, H? I heard they went to a Halloween party out there in Miami, kicking it, taking pictures. Yup. Ah, dog. Man, it's rough out here. Boy, who you, who you telling? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> who you telling, Joe? Shit. My feelings oh my hurt God. for Scotty. My feelings <laughs> hurt for that, man. Who? I don't know who's who's worse, her, her or or Harvey girl. Oh, that might be another debate. Yeah, we might. We, we, we cook in season five. I like where you going with that. We might need to debate that Jeez. next week. God, it's hard out here for us good black men. Just just want somebody buy us to build and to grow with, man. That's all. We ain't asking for too much. Just to build and grow. That's why you gotta know who you uh who you getting up with. You you gotta date this person for a minute. You gotta ask questions. You gotta talk. You gotta see hey, where where your head in. Where you, who, who's your family? Let me meet your peoples. Cause man, I I, I definitely know where your head in. Cause if it's somewhere it shouldn't be, we will really have a problem. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna take you know that they're gonna get your they're gonna get your Las Vegas home there, uh, <laughs> No, they <laughs> I I'll be standing out there like one of them tree huggers. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you want to be shooting in the gym? Right. <laughs> well, but no, I man. I thought Jalen. Honestly, that that kind of just popped up in my head. I'm not comparing the situation, but I also just thought like mm-hmm. that was something that that popped up in the news this week. And I'm like, man, dude. I'm like, ooh, I can only imagine how Scotty feeling, boy. I can only imagine because he it couldn't be me. I could not mm-hmm. be seeing that and be on okay with it. You know what I'm saying? And we know Scotty out here doing his thing, but Scotty gonna be public with his shit. Yeah, he is kind of he is low key. Mm-hmm. He is low key, man. You rubbing, he rubbing this all in all in his face. All in and his face. All in his face. You got you had future up there in his in his crib, leaving oof, his house oof. shoes. Oh, she was hooked up. She was hooked up with with what Hassel, Hassel, Donald Hassel, I think. I forgot, I forgot whoever, whoever in Miami. Oh, man, I don't know, but I definitely remember that future one, and I'm like, man, future left yeah. his damn shoes behind. That was some, that was so goddamn disrespectful. Oh, come on, you on you on my house with fucking house shoes on, bro. He got himself real comfortable, didn't he? Listen, man, some some cats better better than me. I, 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 that's all I can say, Julius. They mm-hmm. better than me. Maybe I need to go back to therapy because I I just feel like, man, I would not react the way some of these brothers react. Some of these brothers, they handle these situations good. See, I don't take L's. So a public L? Oh my God. I'd lose mm. it, Jules. I'd mm-hmm. lose it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but you know, okay, Jules, there, there is something else I want to kind of discuss with you. So, Audie, thank you so much for listening to our episode last week. We know that the subject matter was going to be something that was going to be sensitive, and we tried to be aware of that when we presented our messaging and how we felt about things. And I also saw and I don't watch SNL a lot, but when I saw that Dave Chappelle was going to be on SNL, 
I had to tune in. I was like, I at least got to watch his monologue, Jules. And mm-hmm. on his okay. monologue, Dave Chappelle went in on what's going on right now, right? He read like a really quick statement before he went on. And he said he renounced anti-Semitism in all its forms. And he said, I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And he said, okay. and Kanye, that is how you buy yourself some time. And he went on <laughs> to make some jokes, right? Uh-huh. We have our takes. We have our opinions on things. We're not anti-Semitic. Dave Chappelle also told you that he wasn't anti-Semitic, but he's also a comedian. And these comedians, they told a lie. You know what I mean? Now, my only problem with Dave is if if this man, <laughs> when they were doing the rehearsal, and if this man rehearsed a different monologue with the folks and then did this one on live TV, damn, that's some fucked up shit, bro, because that's what they were accusing him of. Can I ask you something, man? What you got? I, I saw the monologue. And I thought that shit was damn funny. Dave Chappelle is a modern day Dick Gregory for for our 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 parents that was coming Ooh, up. Oh, that's right. It was nothing. Well, let me put this out there. In my opinion, it was nothing he said offensive. Nothing, because he didn't. He said he's not anti-Semitic. He went in and said he had friends in the Jewish community. So, Press, what I want to ask you is. Can can Jewish people can they take a joke? Because what I'm getting and what I'm seeing is like you can't say nothing about Jews, the Jewish community. And see, I think that that's kind of how he ended his monologue by he said by saying it shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. And I think from my standpoint, it's almost showing you that you should probably be quiet on the subject matter, or it's not going to go well for you. Even the way he started the show by saying, Kanye, that's how you buy yourself time. Ended it by saying it shouldn't be this scary to talk about something. Why is it that there's the elephant in the room that people are afraid to, to broach on? Meanwhile, hey, there's racism that black people have to take on. There's police brutality. Jules, you you and I have talked about this a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I can have these conversations with you about a subject matter that's near and dear to you and also me as well? And we can have that dialogue. Why can't we have the dialogue? I think that's what I look at. I don't know if it's like that they can't take a joke, but are they willing to have the dialogue? That's what I want. Right. Because I, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm I'm, I'm like lost because it's like you guys are, are human beings. And if if Dave Chappelle, he talked about Kanye. He talked about uh, Kyrie. He even talked about uh, Donald Trump. He called him stupid and he said he was snorting dope. On the uh, the podium, uh, nobody says nothing about that. No, but he sit up there and say, "Yeah, he's been in Hollywood, and there's a lot of Jews, and everybody's, you know, a lot of people are butthurt." Can we have a dialogue? Can you take a joke? Can we talk about it, or we can't talk about it? Somebody from the Jewish community who's run the Jewish community and say, "You know what? You can't t- you can't talk about Jewish people uh, in no type of way." Somebody come out with a statement or something so we can get the rules and get the understanding. Because you're going after, if you're going after Dave Chappelle, you're going after Kyrie, you're going after uh, uh, Kanye. And it's like, like, my God. And I thought that his monologue, in my opinion, I thought it was constructive. I think whether it's comedy or discussion or anything, we just got to sometimes just sit down and just meet each other, not where you are. Because Jules and I, audience, we've had some difficult conversations. But sometimes you got to take a step back to hear, to listen, to understand. 
I feel like the problem is we don't have an understanding right now. Everybody's very quick mm -hmm. to react. And you right. can't be that way. And trust me, this is coming, Jules will tell you, this is coming from somebody that used to be one of the most reactionary people in this world. <laughs> but I've grown from that. Mm -hmm. Jules can tell you mm -hmm. some stories. <laughs> but I feel like, though, that comes from maturity and growing. And I feel like a lot of us have to be more mature mentally. That's what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing a lot of stunted mental growth from people. I feel like it's a it's an attack. Here's, here's what I'm feeling. I feel like it's an attack on Black people in general when they say things that really I don't feel it or it seemed like it's it's malicious or it's hate speech or anything. It's it's if it's you if it's the Jewish people or if there's a lot of uh rich and wealthy and 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 Jewish people in, in positions and have have who are in ownership or whatever the case may be, and then so so be it. I don't I don't like the fact that, you know, if somebody say, hey, you know, you know, the Jewish community, you know, they they run everything and and I, I you know, I want, you know, black people being the same, same boat as Jewish people. You know, I don't want the, this thing to get misconstrued. And I agree with you when you talk about, hey man, we need to have a dialogue because what screw the middle person, because the middle person is screwing everything up. Forget the middle person. If somebody say something and if somebody took it offensive, it's these two people to talk to get an understanding. So that's the only way we can grow or whatever the case may be. I can tell you stories about when I was in college and I was the only black person on my floor. And there were people that had misconceptions about the African-American community because of stuff that they saw mm -hmm. on TV or stuff that mm -hmm. they were told by people because they didn't have exposure to us. And guess what? At that time in life, I wasn't as eloquent with my words. And it wasn't so pretty the way that I communicated with those people, right? Okay. However, okay. there was still conversation and dialogue. And my point is, if 18-year-old press could still sit down with some ignorant person <laughs> and try to get them to understand that that person deserves to be here just like you deserve to be here at this university, then I think that all of us in our adult, in our adult advanced ages here should be able to take in information disseminate that information if you don't agree with something fine we're not going to always agree with everything we also have to understand hey if there is some misinformation that's being put out there then we can call that shit out uh -huh. but just because something is being said that you don't agree with that's not cool and also right. didn't say this last week but i didn't agree with jamie lee curtis going on tv talking about how somebody should take kanye's kids from him. that's not for you to speak on Oh, well, that ain't right. Oh, okay, the old saying, if anybody you haven't seen cast first stone, Jamie Lee Curtis, cut, cut it out. Take some of my kids for what? And again, you and I basically told the audience last week, Kanye ain't the one for the message. I didn't agree with everything Kanye had to say. You goddamn right. better believe I didn't agree with everything that came out of his mouth. But don't be right. sitting over here talking about taking somebody's kids from them. I'm sorry. I draw the line when I hear a white person talking about taking a black man's kids from her. That shit's been happening mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. And that is why the streets are the way that they are, because y'all took us out of these houses. Yeah, man. It's, this right here, dude, is... Again, it's it's ugly. It's rough out here because it's like, man, what... Should, should just people just say, don't say anything about the Jewish community? 
it seemed like if you do say something, then, then, then you're getting canceled. You have to apologize or somebody, somebody butthurt about something. Some people may feel that way about the African-American community. And so that's why I want to make sure that people understand I'm not just sitting here from a place and looking down on the right. Jewish community. I'm basically just saying mm-hmm. that, like, I can understand how I felt being a part of a community. We haven't had the fairest of opportunities and chances, right? And sometimes when things happen, we're looked at unfairly, right? We're judged harshly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. trust me, I understand that. I can understand what's, if somebody feels, oh, this is hate speech. This is people being anti-whatever. However, though, let's just make sure that we're calling a spade a spade. That's been my only thing about this whole entire situation. I've had a problem with the fact that it's been okay for certain language to be used against minorities, but when it's been used mm-hmm. against this, when it's been used against this community, Jules, it's been a problem. I just want us to all keep that same energy. If Dave Chappelle wants to have a skit and he's towing the line and he's tiptoeing and he's saying what he's saying, he's been doing that in his comedy for years. And so I just want to make sure that people understand that sometimes you got to listen to the message and just, because like, okay, the last thing that I got on this, I feel like what happens is, is that if somebody hears something that they don't agree with, they don't like, they retreat, they go to their corner. Well, when you do that, that means you stop listening, you shut down, we can't have dialogue. You're all the way over there. Now I'm standing over here like, well, we're going to just sit here being this point of we both are looking at each other like you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing mm-hmm. too much of that today. And that's why last week, Jules, I was like, the education is what needs to happen. When you educate yourselves, then we can have these conversations where people are at the opposite ends of the corner. Right. Now they can come together, meet the person in the middle, have dialogue, have understanding. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong mm-hmm. in something, you can correct me and vice versa. That's what we need to get to. Yeah, I hear you. I, I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, again, Chris, I, man, I, I'm with you with that. Remember what I said last week, though? Ignorance doesn't let you off the hook. That's mm-hmm. why we got to educate ourselves. <laughs> you know, so it's time out for that. Oh, man. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt about it. I'm just sitting up here like when when some of the people saying hey when people when some of the people saying hey you know this is I have a problem with with like well they like say with the monologue with Dave Chappelle monologue you know I'm looking at it, I'm like well what did he say and so right. that's why that's why I'm like shit I'm lost because what did he say that was so offensive but uh, oh well and 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 you know what he ended it by saying he don't want somebody to take anything away from them so he says whoever they are. And so you right. see how he even, like, tried to play. Like, okay, fine. You guys don't want me to speak about the elephant in the room. Whoever they are, I don't want anybody taking mm-hmm. anything from me. We also right. got to remember, Dave Chappelle's the same man that walked away for $50 million. Mm-hmm. You can't cancel somebody like that. He canceled himself when he walked away from that money. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I think that that's monologues are important, right? You're supposed to be able to speak to things freely. Just like you and I have a voice on this platform that we've worked our ass off on building. And honestly, I'm not going to be silenced. He shouldn't be silenced. Jules and I aren't hateful people. We're just expressing our thoughts and feelings. That's it. And that's all I'm going to continue to do on this show. Now, to kind of turn the loop and get closer into our episode here, we're talking about protecting your mental health. We thought this episode would be a great one to revisit. Now, this is something that we've talked about for the last couple of seasons. but 
during these like really tough times, it's even more important to kind of keep an eye on your mental health and making sure that you're in a good headspace. Because Jules, when I saw what happened at the University of Virginia this week, man, that shit mm-hmm. was heartbreaking to me, man. Them three brothers, mm-hmm. man, that done died. We don't even know for what reason. You know, the other the former football player that seemed like he targeted them. We don't know the situation, but according to the shooter's father, the kid came home and said that he was dealing with some problems on campus and that people were bothering to picking on him. And this episode, the reason why we want to do this episode is because we know that there's bullying and things like that that happens out here in the world. We've spoken to those things on this show. We also know because of the COVID-19 pandemic and all of the things that happened after that, that there's a lot of people that either lost jobs, Jules, family members. They might have lost relationships. They lost money. Like, there's a lot of people that are dealing with all type of things out here. We want to make sure that we communicate on this episode ways that we think that you can protect yourself so that situations like in Virginia, Jules, don't repeat themselves. Because I am so tired of seeing these mass shootings that are happening. Because there's people out here that just mentally, they, they snap. Yeah, man. Uh, Press, dude, when when that came out with these these brothers here and, and you know, coming home from, a, a, I think they went to go see a play or whatever. And... Yeah, for class. Yep. Oh man, and it, the, the the shooter, I mean Jones was just just sad, man. You know, four lot four lives are, are gone. One person, uh, Devin Devin Chandler. You know, he was sleep. I mean, and then you have two others that was injured. That you know that suffered non life threatening injuries. And for what? Like you said, Perez, he was telling his father that he'd been getting messed with. But it, it's not never warranted for it to take somebody's life. Mm-mm. And I had prayed and wished, I don't know the whole circumstances, you know, behind this, that when he had told his father that, his father was able to, you know, cut it right, right then and there, try to get him some help. I know, I think I read some, like, he was saying, don't let him bother you, or whatever the case may enough. be. No, no. Because clearly, school, you know, bus full of, full of students, and he just targeted, you know, these people, these 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 kids here. And that's what I was unclear on, Jules. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off, but oh, no. that's the thing. It felt like it was targeted, right? Like, so there's something mm-hmm. that had to have been there. Right. So so we don't know yet, you know, the, you know, still invest, you know, the things, do they still investigate or whatever case me as far as the motives, but for clear, just outside looking in, where you got the whole school bus full of full of kids and just target these five people, three of them gone, two of them wounded. Uh, some was, I guess, something was to happen. So one would think they was messing with them, or some was was to happen. They said something, but whatever the case may be, it's could be you know, mental health was in, in play here. Not saying that's oh, for sure, you know. Not, not giving a, a, a you know a, it's, not, it's not warranted but he's he snapped he snapped yeah, he, he something happened snap. he snapped it, it, it's just messed up because we see it a lot i don't mm-hmm. know this i don't know the correct number but this year alone i know it increased as far as the mass shootings i know it increased uh, I think I saw just today on the news that somewhere, I forgot what college, but four students were stabbed, stabbed to death. And I forgot what, I forgot what, co- I just saw it briefly on the news. 
And, you know, this thing here is always, we can always talk about this prayers because mental health is, it's, it's I mean, it's going to be here to the end of time because people dealing with things and don't know how to, don't know how to handle it or deal with it. We talked last season how when I was in school, I was picked on. Right. But I didn't take it, you know, to the extreme, you know. What it did, I, I, I reversed it and let it, it, and I got stronger from it, you know. Because mental health, man, it, it, you know, it's dealing with, you know, you're always dealing with in emotions. It's 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 it's, it's a social your well being. You know, it affects the way we think and, and act. And and if that's off, man, you you do anything. You understand? Well, I I definitely agree with you with the fact that you mentioned some of the things that you went through in the past. But I also think it's important for you to remind the audience that you had a support system, your mother had words for you during that time. And she told you to go out there and show people who you were. Mm -hmm. I wish in this situation that Mr. Jones's father would have done more than just placate his son in that situation. Uh -huh. Now, I'm, I'm also not trying to come for the father. I don't want to blame him because he's already right. probably dealing with enough. Right. I just wish, though, in that moment, knowing that his son had a previous gun charge, and that's the thing, too, no one's really talking about that fact. This kid mm. had a previous gun charge. Why has he got a gun on campus? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. So true, Press. So true. And so that, so as that parent realizing, hey, you know what? My son had this issue with the gun in the past. He's coming to me telling me this shit. Maybe I might want to just say, hey, uh, real quick, are you good? Uh, you want to talk about this? You know, sometimes we got to do more as parents to dig in. Because you don't want regrets. And I'm sure his father has regrets and probably wishes that he would have said more. Yeah, Press. No, you're right. And also, I, I remember, um, you know, growing up and stuff and um, my mom find things because she used to go in our, <laughs> she used to go in our room. Yep. You don't go in Press. She used yep. to go in our, I know your mom did the same thing. Go in your yes, book bag, sir. go in your room, mm -hmm. see what's going on. Make sure everything's good indirectly. To say, okay, you know, because they know we don't come to them and tell them everything. So they're doing their own own investigation. So, you know, maybe like you said, Perez, with, you know, with him is that previous charge that he had, you know, saying, you know, having problems at school. And, all right, you know, he's not saying nothing, but let me, let me just, you know, snoop around a little bit and make sure, you know, see if there's anything that, that stands out. Yeah, a little pulse check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But my, but that that family structure, that support system is huge when you're dealing with that. I was just at training. I had a training, gender gender bias, gender based violence training a couple of days ago, and okay. we had a we had a guest speaker, and he used to be a, a law enforcement officer in Virginia, I think it is. Wow, Jesus, Virginia, mm. I think, and he was talking to us like he had a story, man. He's a living testimony because he has a living testimony because he used to do a lot of undercover work and it got to him. You know, you see the movies like into deep or whatever. And sometimes you go undercover, you get, you get lost and you think it, you, you plan a role, but then it can become your reality. Ooh, and he like said, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he said it came as reality. His wife left him, took the kids, 
he had a uh, one of his best friends that was on this job committed suicide. Mm. So he was also in the Navy. So one of his Navy buddies uh, had a three-year-old son that he met. Well, the three-year-old son accidentally killed himself. So he was going through all these emotions and 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 drama and tragedy and he said he wrote a, a note to his son said he was going to kill himself he said he was going to do it at 12 o'clock in the morning Oof. but uh he said just before he said 30 minutes before he was in his truck he was parked at a location he said 30 minutes before a friend of his, a friend of his called him and first he said, no, nah, I got something I got to take care of. But this friend was so persistent. He was like, you know, come out. And you know what? Do we end up going out? So he's, he said that's right there. It saved his life. Because what he was able to do, he was able to take each day and, and think of something positive. Do something positive mm. each day. And he said eventually that, that got him off of it. Man, so what, what I want to say as far as dealing with it and helping it, because it's, 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 it's there, Prez. I was dealing with it. Other people was dealing with you. It's yep. there. It's not, going, it's not going away. You can't hide from it. You can't run from it. You got to deal with it. And what, what, that, what, that, what that man said, he dealt with it by doing something positive every day. And he said, you know what? He told us, when we leave tonight, call somebody, reach out to somebody you haven't, you haven't reached, reach out that, that know that's going through something and just give them a call or give, uh, uh, say, hey, how's everything going? Because he said, right, that right there had, had saved his life. And I was like, man, it was, it, it was powerful. I was like, my God. Um, but that right there, if you can, if people can just think of, just reach and just think of some, have some positive, you know, if, if it's in the gym, if it's right, if it's writing things down, man, you, you know, di you know, we, I, you know, Prez, you know, as guys, we used to make fun of the diary or whatever case may be, but you sit up there and something going on, you just write it out, you writing all that pain away. And it helps. It's a coping mechanism. It helps. A diary, but it's a journal, but it's a journal. Right. So, man, that, you know, it's certain, certain things you can do. It's just certain things you can do just to, to keep your, you know, to, to, to keep going and keep your, your, your mind off the negative and off the ugly and off the, 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 the terrible uh, things on life. You just replace it with something nice, something positive, something refreshing and enjoying. Like even you, Brad, you, out there in Vegas and stuff like that, traveling, man, that I, th I think speaks speaks volumes, man. I, I, it goes a long way. Yeah, Jules, and, and that's one of the things too. Even during the pandemic, right, we were all on lockdown, and I wasn't able to go anywhere. You know, I lost my grandmother, so I was going through it, man. I, mm -hmm. It was not a really good time for me, and I was lashing out at people around me, friends and stuff like that, and it had nothing to necessarily do with those people. It was just because I was hurting. I was in pain. Pay for a marathon again. Since I can't go nowhere, I can't do nothing. At least I can run. And I was able to take that pain and all the things. Like, dude, there will be times during those runs. 
I'd be running, I'd be breaking down, just bawling and crying, just because of all the stuff that I was mm. going through. But you know what? It was therapy. It was therapeutic in that moment. Every run, I felt like I was getting closer and closer to the person that I felt like I was losing grasp of. And that time was great for me, having those runs. And I know you used to always say, oh, man, prayer's going for one of his runs. That was my therapy during that time. That was how I was mm -hmm. reconnected with myself. Because that pandemic, it took a lot from a lot of us. And damn it, it took more away from me than it gave me. And there's a lot of people that felt that way, Jules. I mean, think about it. People like yourself, those frontline workers that still had to be out there. I had the benefit of being able to work from home. You was out there the whole time. My mom, same thing. All those people that work in the ERs, those essential workers. I think about the young people, man, the high school kids that didn't have proms, that didn't have their final year of sports. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was so much that people were struggling with. And we were all just taking it and just, you know, we were just suffering in silence, you know, if, if, if you will. And even still now, even though we're kind of like considered, well, I mean, even though the numbers are still what they are, most people consider us on the other side of the pandemic. I don't agree with that. I still think that shit's still fucked up. People are still okay. fucked up. And now, Jules, you have these companies that were losing all that money during the pandemic and out of, you know, probably trying to do the right thing, they kept their employees employed. But now, what's happening? You're seeing companies laying off. My company just did a layoff. Mm. There's people out here now that are unemployed with rising prices, with an inflation that's going on out there. Jules, you and I talk about the price of everything right now going up. Like, I have friends that are telling me, man, I don't know how I'm going to do with these bills. My kids at the school, the tuition is this. There are these activities. I'm taking money out of my 401k just where I can live. And I'm like, oh, wow. people should not have to make that type of decision. No. And so the point that I'm making here is, is – we have to do the things to make us feel better. So, Jules, the thing that you talked about from that officer that talked about positivity, I love that one because there's so much fucking negativity and it's so easy to attach to negativity. But it takes nothing to be grateful, to have gratitude, to look around and find beauty in something. Now, I'm looking out of my window right here and I'm looking at the strip. And I'm uh -huh. looking at is, man, my grandma, this is one of her favorite places. She loved, once a year, she would come to Vegas with her girlfriends. And I smiled thinking about that, that she would be proud to know that I have a place down here. The very place that, like, she loved being at. She used to love mm. her slot machines. You know what mm. I mean? <laughs> it's something small. All right. Every time I come here, I land, and it, it, it makes me smile thinking about that. Mm. Wow. Wow. Dude, that is that is excellent, Meg. <laughs> I'm over here I'm over here picturing your your grandmother playing this slot machine, looking at overlooking the strip and with her girlfriend's laughing and you know, talking about, you know, the cabana boys or whatever, you know. So. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> dude man and, and like for, for you that's out there with it and you just have that in your mind and those with them the um, man i'm i'm, I'm smiling i'm smiling at, at, at what makes you happy you see how contagious that is 
That's right. And and if one person can do it, just how many other people can just just grab onto it and be contagious, get hit with it, and and and, and that's how we make this whole world better. Because like you say, right now, my God, with after you know the pan, you know with the, the pandemic and it's just ugly. We just sat up here had a couple of discussions about stuff that's ugly in the world mm-hmm. and people going through and and especially present especially around this time now more than ever during the, the end part of the year you know is when people are you know depression sets in because it's going into a new it's the holidays if people are lonely you know don't have family don't have friends or they're right. depressed then you know so man if we want people to listen to this message. If you know somebody who's who's just just going through it, uh, and you and there are signs. You know, there are signs. There's somebody who's always eating or or eating too much or sleeping too much or whatever the case of we the case may be. Who's not doing any activities? Who have low energy? Mm-hmm. You know, if you see the see them signs, just have a conversation with. Take 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 them out. Get a beer. Get something to eat. Have some fun. Try to get some labs because I have a few buttons. Because that person's probably because they probably going through it. Yeah, you know, if if I'd have seen the signs earlier, I have a few few friends that are no longer here. And if I I just saw the signs, or even if could if I could even identified it, might still be here today. You know. And I, and I think, Jules, like even that, like recognizing that in someone else, but also recognizing it in yourself as well. There's a lot of people like in my family that, that suffer from anxiety. And I know a lot of people, mm. there's a stigma associated with anxiety. But I feel like people need to recognize that their anxiety is completely normal, especially during times right what we're dealing with right now. Because I feel like your anxiety is going to help you to make decisions that you need to be making right now. Decision is going to help you save your life. So people that are listening to this episode, if you suffer from anxiety, don't look at yourself like there's something wrong with you because it's not. What this is, this is an opportunity for you to dig deeper, to understand yourself better, maybe to go seek out some sort of professional help so they can give you some tools to kind of help you cope with some of that stuff. But just know that you're not alone. Jules brought up a hell of a point in the fact that we got the holidays coming up. This is the time of the year where a lot of people suffer even more from their mental health. All these fucking commercials that they have on TV with the goddamn engagement rings. And you have women that maybe they start to reach a certain age. They're not with someone. They start to feel inadequate. But every time, every year, this time of year, the goddamn commercials are on TV. And that shit makes some people shitty. It makes them feel shitty, Jules. And that's why some people have to do things to have a distraction. Give yourself a distraction, right? Like you were mentioning earlier, like I was mentioning. It's okay to give yourself a healthy distraction. There's nothing wrong with that. Watching one of your favorite movies, reading a book, going for a run. Those are things that you can be doing to cope in healthy ways and not internalizing it, not just sleeping your life away, not overeating, you know, because there's a lot of unhealthy things you could do to distract from what you're feeling. There's also some healthy distractions that I think some people could be doing. Yeah, especially like, especially like eating them, eating some cookies. <laughs> <'Cause>, 
maybe 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 that's why maybe that's why wifey was talking she's like hey now you good she's like you putting them chips away away now leaving crumbs all over the damn place anxiety is one of them things where if you cannot if you sit back identify it it's not there and it's it's something that's in that triggers into your mind that that's that that just make you make you pop off but then you look at it's like damn it's not even it's not real you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's not real so if 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 we can just identify identify those signs uh take a time out take a deep breath breathing is one of the in the academy one of the things they they taught us the first thing they taught us a breathing technique because of the stuff we go through and see in, in certain situations or whatever, the adrenaline's going and, you know, it's scary, it's fearful. It's like, oh man, you have to, well, I'm gonna have to take a life or I have to fight. Like so if some, if, some people don't know how to fight on the job, never been in a fight. And, it, and that anxiety is built in. It's, it's, it just hit them right there. And then you get the fight, fright, or fight flight or freeze. And it's like, okay, I. Right. But one thing they say that can that can that that can help you is a breathing technique. Just as simple as that. Just just breathe. And then things go slower, and then you'll be able to identify and, and, and be able to react. I mean, Jules, dude, I, I love that. I also want to piggyback off something that you said earlier in the conversation that I don't want us to bury. I think that it's important for us to find ways to connect with our friends. You talked about sitting down and having a beer and, you know, just catch it up and just making sure that you check it in on folks. One thing mm-hmm. that I did during the pandemic with one of my friends, Jake, I've been friends with this guy for a long time. He moved to Austin and we would sit on Zoom and have a glass of, well, I'll have my wine. He would be drinking some of that bourbon or whatever he was drinking in that cup, but we would post up on Zoom, man, turn the video on, catch up, be laughing okay. with each other. That was what we did during the pandemic, man, to catch up. We didn't always get to do it like every week or so often. But, man, every time when we got off those Zoom calls with each other, man, I fucking walked away from it feeling good. I was smiling, and he had me cracking up about some of the old times that we had together. And I think that, man, it's important, man, for us to reconnect with folks. Like, I keep a small circle, Jules. I always tell you that. But the people that are a part of that circle, man, those people are family. They mean the world to me. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy like Jules. I talk about all the time. Jules and I lost contact for a number of years. And we got back. And, Mm -hmm. man, I'm so thankful for that. Because, dude, you cannot have enough quality people in your life. Because some of the feelings that I felt during that pandemic time and the early parts of it, I don't feel that way anymore. And I think it's because of people like Jules, people like Jake. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? To help you get through those rough patches. You know what I mean? I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this show because this show allowed me, Jules, and you know that. This show, people may not realize it, this show was therapy for me (laughs) during that time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Prayers. Come on, man. You know, and so connecting with your feelings, it's okay to feel shit. See, the way I grew up, and I don't want to speak for Jules, but I could probably think that he probably grew up in a similar fashion. I grew up in a household where be a man. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Keep things inside. 
that was the unhealthiest shit I could have ever done for myself. Any young kid that I come across now that is everything that I was taught, I tell them not to do that shit. It's okay to feel. Feeling is human. Because the moment that you stop feeling, that's when you're dead. And there was years that I was walking around here, Jules, dead on the inside. Because I'm doing all the things that people are telling me that I should be doing. But that wasn't real. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know me, Jules. I'm one of these type of people. I got to get shit off my chest. <laughs> you know it burns me up if I have to hold something inside. And if I'm holding something inside, then that means there's a part of me somewhere that I'm not thriving. Because I'm now going to go do some stupid shit somewhere else because of this one little thing over here that's bothering me that I'm fucking suppressing inside. And there's so many people, they suppress things and they suppress things. And it comes out into pain and you're basically hurting other people. And that's why I made that comment about that shooter from UVA. Now, this man had some shit going on with him. And instead of him doing the work, focusing on some of these things that you and I are talking about, what did he do? He went and did something unhealthy, and he took somebody's life. These are the things that we're talking about. It's so easy to go pick up a gun and say, oh, I'm going to take my fucking frustrations out and kill this random person. Don't hurt other people. That was the biggest thing I had to learn, Jules, is when I had to fix my house, as you mentioned earlier, do you learn all the hurt of folks along the way? And that shit don't feel good. It don't feel good knowing that you hurt people because you were hurt. And that's why I want people to listen to this episode and realize that this feedback and advice that we're given, this shit is coming from things that we've done personally. And it's things that I'm still trying to do today to make sure that I'm making sense of this road, this journey called life. We just need to be kind to ourselves. It's okay to feel. We need to be kind to others. I think that's the biggest thing. When I'm talking about the bullying, Jules, you talked about being bullied when you were younger. This kid Jones from UVA, he talked that talked about that with his father about being bullied. Be kind to others. It takes little time to be, it, it don't take much energy to be kind, but it takes a whole lot of energy to be fucking negative. It takes a whole lot of energy mm-hmm. to be shitty towards another person. You never know what somebody's going through. You come across somebody, it's very simple to say, how you doing? It's very simple to hold the, hold the door open for somebody. It's very easy to do those things. But people, because of how selfish we can be, we don't think that. We don't take that into consideration. The person next to you probably could be having... They could be contemplating suicide. They could be going through. They could have probably lost a relative. One of our listeners reached out to us, lost her father this week. You never know what mm. people are going through in this world. Oh, wow. Yeah, President, you know, that right there. Wow, you, you didn't woke up something right there because <laughs> you don't know what that person is going through. And that one, that one extra thing or whatever the case may be, just set, their, set the whole thing off. Now you can leave a lasting an impression and be kind to somebody, or 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 another one, a devastating impression where, like, you watching the news, like, damn, wait a minute, I was the one that's Joe Jackson to to do, you know what I'm saying? So that right there, speak, man. We talked about love earlier with with Jalen, right? That right there, man. Love is. It's so powerful that it's 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 affectionate and and it's like you know 
that's what we really need right now. And that's what people are hurting. That's what they need because they don't feel love. And and if and if just so happen to come across somebody who's who look and and feel the way that's you know you feel in your spirit like man something's going on man that that's 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 that that time to be like you know you know go out the way and, and speak to I speak to a lot of people when I go out the streets uh prayers on the dude and off I'm just one of them type of guys hey what's happening what's going on you know what I'm saying I like that jacket yeah I'm one of them I'm one of them dudes. You know, I don't know the person, but like, man, dude, I like them shoes, man. Where you get them shoes from? And and you know, and that right there just make it, you know, you 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 passing something along. You're making that person feel good, you know what I'm saying? That's right. And man, that's what we we, we just need a lot more of that in the world, man, because it's it's a lot of negative. It's 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 a lot of hurt, it's a lot of suffering that's going on out here. And the devil's the devil's winning. The devil's winning. I I think the the bad thing that a good person to do is to let evil triumph because good people are not saying anything or not doing anything, you know. So I I think we just all need to go out and just treat people like we want to be treated, like we like we've been taught since we was yay high, you know. And yep. man, it go from there. And I, I guess I want to just end this discussion, Jules. This has been a really, really good discussion. And I hope, audience, you guys took something away from this because as we were working through this, it was still jogging things up in my head that I was doing and I need to continue to do because getting a regular exercise, that's something that all of us should be striving for because even if it's nothing but going for a walk, getting some fresh air, or you don't know what that do for your psyche. And your, you don't know what that'll do for your psyche and your mentality. Eating healthy and eating regular meals. There's so many people out here, man, and they go and order the fast food and it's so quick and it's easy. All that food doing is tiring you out. We talked about that in season three, about the food that you're eating. Colorful plates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got to do better with that. Our diet and our nutrition is key to our mental and physical well-being. This is the main one that I struggle with, Jules, is sleep. I'm still struggling mm. with this. Because you know, Jules, I'll be up all kinds of hours a night, always yes. working on this and always working on that. I got to get better with that because I have to make sleep a priority. And that's why I'm saying, like, even me, I'm over here giving all these suggestions. There's still things that I still need to work on and do, need to do better at because until I get on a better sleep schedule, there's still things in me that are going to still be bothering me and holding me back. And so I have to do better with that. I got to set boundaries with my time. Just because someone sends me an email or a text message about something needs to be done. Sometimes I may just say, you know what? That's going to have to wait till tomorrow. I'm not doing that. So I think it's important for people to be able to set boundaries, to turn off the electronics, to turn off the email, to spend time with your loved one, to be present. See, those are other ways that you can protect your mental health by cherishing that time that you have with that special someone because you never know when that person may be taken away from you. You would hate to know that the last night that you had with that person because you took them for granted because you just thought they were going to be there and you sent some damn email to some fuck that don't really give a shit about you, that don't care about your well-being. Meanwhile, that person, your special someone in your life is like, I really wish that he would come over here and hang out with me on the couch. I wish you would come over here 
and come in the kitchen while they're here doing whatever I'm doing. These are things that I just want people to wake up and just think about what I'm saying here. There's things and people in this world that matter. There's things in this world that don't matter as much. Make the right distinction. If anybody's struggling, it's okay to seek professional help. It's okay. There's no harm in that. You're not a loser. You're not a loser or a failure because you have to go to therapy. There's so many stigmas that used to be out there about that shit. I will tell you, I've gone to therapy and I'm going to go back to therapy because it's the most important thing that you can do, not only for yourself, but for the people around you. It is okay. It's not admitting failure. It's admitting that, you know what? I want better for myself and you deserve to have better for yourself. Go seek out the help. You don't have to go through this shit alone. This world and life as it is, this shit's tough. Sometimes you need a little bit of assistance along the way to get you over the hump. So anybody listening to this episode and you're going through something, just know that there's somebody in your life that cares. There's someone in your life that wants to hear from you. Reach out to someone. If you don't feel comfortable reaching out to someone in your friend group, your family group, there's assistance out here. Call 1-800-662-HELP. There's always resources available to you. Please take that into consideration. You're loved. We appreciate you for listening to this show. Jules, go on and hit up with that curtain call, bruh. Press this curtain call goes out to Dixon Romero, leader of Not Me, We, a community organization focused on housing, organization, education, and mutual aid, which involved from weekly mutual aid groceries, distribution, and tenant organizing in 2020. Almost a year ago, Romero created a comprehensive set of housing demands to help stop displacements in the South Shore community. Mr. Dixon Romero, President and Pull It Back the Curtain Podcast family, I'd like to salute you and appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, uh, thanks for that curtain call, man. For real, the work that they've been doing over there has been tremendous for the community. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support of this platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pull It Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.